Fred, I haven't actually listened to the episode since we recorded it. Didn't we talk about the fact that she's just a bundle of positive energy? Um, she's she's a really positive person, definitely. I'm not sure we, we talked about that, but like... Uh, it might have been... That, maybe that was after the mics were turned off. You ruined this one. <laughs> <laughs> the end is near this is in berlin season two episode seven which is actually the second last episode of the season my name is andrew i am joined by fred on the right hand side fred what's hi up? there i'm good i'm good you can't what's up i'm good oh you can you gotta say not much not much how does anyone <laughs> reply to these questions? How are you? How are you? Uh, what, was I, what was I meant to say? Do you want to we introduce the guest? Yeah, I would love to introduce the guest. We are proud to bring you for the second time. Fred, think about this for a second. For the second time in less than 12 months, we interviewed an extremely talented female Swedish musician for the podcast. Yeah. I think... I think we hold the record. I haven't checked, to be honest. I haven't checked, but I have a hunch. Of most amount of female Swedish artists interviewed, I feel like of, that's not a record. Of largest number of f- female Swedish artists interviewed in Berlin, in English. In a kitchen. In a kitchen in 2016, 17 combined. Maybe. That's possible. Maybe. It's not but a kitchen. It's a studio kitchen. It could be a niche. The artist's name, the talented artist's name this time around was Jackie, is Jackie. And it was a it was a fantastic conversation. You know the hallmark of a good conversation, I think, in the podcast? I don't. I feel like that was a rhetorical question. You know that a conversation was good when the guest sticks around afterwards and continues to drink wine with you well into the night to the point where you start to get paranoid that you're going to miss your last train home. I actually remember that we, we had this conversation with Jackie. It was a fantastic conversation. She stuck around for a few drinks. She left... I don't know, like 12.30 or so. And then I need, like the second she left, I needed to literally run out of the house to catch my last train just to make sure I was um, able to get home in time. That's not particularly relevant to anyone listening to this episode. It's just an anecdote. It's just something, you know, we we try to make this whole thing more like approachable. We try to (laughs) come across more human. We try to make it more approachable. We're showing (laughs) You know, it's just Uh, just one of these things. It's just what we do. It's just what we do. should, should Should I... like, talk about no, who I, I, can't, I, I, I mean, want find, you to f- stop talking. No, you keep talking. I'm joking. Keep talking. You'll, you'll find out within the episode exactly who Jackie is. But as a quick overview, she was born in Uganda, moved to Sweden as a refugee when she was 13 years old. And she talks throughout the episode about her first impressions of, of Europe and of Sweden. And they're funnier than you might think. So stay tuned for that part. She's since moved uh, from Sweden to Berlin in adulthood, uh, where she's based now, where she has kids, where she has an ever-growing back catalogue of banger albums. And we speak to her about all of this. We talk about her life. and That, that might sound sort of super cliche, but it's actually what kind of happened. She has two kids now. She's self-releasing an album, uh, including all of the creative and administrative work that goes into that. She's maturing as an artist. She's re- uh, exposing more of her vulnerabilities. And that's something that we have a big conversation about as well, how you sort of have to mature into that. So we really do talk about her life in all of these aspects. And the wonderful thing about it is how just absolutely full of joy mm. and full of love she is. Mm. So go listen to the episode now. Thank you.
wouldn't even really know where to where does where to like start. I mean, mm. we could we could we could do the whole chronological thing and just like start at the beginning. But I'm not sure if that's interesting enough. I'm not sure if that's. I'm, I'm not quite the, sold you don't on think it. The beginning would be interesting. No, the beginning would be interesting. <laughs> let's start. Let's start with the. We can do. Should we start with the new album? Do you want to talk about yeah, that now? Yeah, the end. Since it's the, like the, the now. Easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start with the now. Beginning is always like hard. I'm, I'm actually like a bit bored by the beginnings at the moment. Okay, but because that's all you're talking about in interviews. So tell us where you come from, and and then tell us how you got to Europe and how you got to. Sweden. But we'll ask the same questions, but it'll be more fun to answer more here later. because the, the okay. setting is nicer and we're nicer <laughs> people. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the album is done, right? So what I've been doing with this whole album has been like I've been. I've been trying to be smart because I got kids now. I get like, I'm a mama. So I'm like spending a lot of time in the playground also. So what's happening is that um, uh, I try to be smart and do the album, but also do a lot of videos right? before I really have to release the album. Um, to get all the work sort of done in one exactly, cause, chunk. Yeah, because videos take forever. Mm. You know, and, and it's like, my experience was more the, that you, you always... I'm always like unhappy in the end, you know, because of like pressure and like they're like, oh, we have the deadline, we have to keep the deadline. You know, pressure you, from you from who? From the record label? Yeah, my previous record labels. I mean, now I'm like releasing it on my own actually, so I'm going like hardcore independent. Um, I don't have a choice; they threw me out. Um, that is something we should come back to later. But carry on with this part <laughs> of the story for now. Yeah. So, um, so, so, so I've been kind of preparing like some kind of um, of soft start with the last two videos that have been out so far. And then yesterday we kind of like took it the next level. And then um, the plan is that when the, after the album is done, we drop the next one, which is supposed to be like the, a bit of topping the, the whole, the whole iceberg kind of video. So we're like kind of getting everybody in soft and then like. So you're doing this in a really strategic sort of way. Of course. You have to when you're releasing albums. Do you have a spreadsheet where you have like a little column goes like. (laughs) I don't do spreadsheets. Actually, I get like a lot of critique for not doing this kind of organization, but I kind of try to plan the week. Right. Fair enough. I'm always like the week planner. Um, I plan weeks and then I. um, Wait, so you like, you'll like, you'll sit down on a Sunday afternoon and just think about the week ahead and say, okay, Monday, 9 a.m. until midday, I'm going to be planning this video and then I'm going to take the kids to the playground and then I'm going to go back into this, what do I call it, like an office, a co-working space? That's yeah. where you're spending most of your time yeah. now? Yeah. No, no, no. Actually, the kids are in, in, in the kita. So meaning that I usually have like between nine and um, between nine and three. No, between nine and two, because after two, my brain is really... It's, it's grilled, and I'm like, I'm tired. Well, we were actually talking about you know? this off air before you arrived. Um, just the fact that we're always so alert from nine till twelve or so. We both work office jobs during the day. What the fact that do? we're, uh, I work for a charity in mm. Moabit, yeah. and Fred works for. Let's and- not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a marketing consultant right okay. now. Fred works as a marketing consultant yeah. for an insurance technology startup. Yeah. Mm. That's a fair In way Berlin. of putting it. Yeah. I'll tell you more about our backstory because we used to work together, but we've done that too often on the podcast I think that's been told a lot. I'll I tell you our, our listeners like, are getting no, bored of it. Yeah. But, but we used to work together. That's how we know each other. Yeah. And Fred actually now works basically pro bono, like as a volunteer Yeah. Um, with me at the charity I work for one day a week. What does the charity do? 
The charity is a football-based charity. Ah, okay, this I've seen on your page. Okay, I get it. But the kind of football that we do at the organization isn't like sold-out stadiums, superstar players, yeah. spectacular goals, any of that kind of stuff. The football that we do is we run these programs around the world mm-hmm. that use football as a tool to educate mostly disadvantaged uh, mm. young people. So, so there's lots of different social causes, but the idea in general, the underlying idea is if you want to engage these kids, these like 14-year-old kids in social development programs mm. and they're voluntary, like if you're not forcing it upon them, mm. you need to have a hook. You know, like yeah. you, you yeah, need yeah. to have something that gets them through the front door. If you say to these 14-year-old kids in Colombia, we want you to come on a Saturday to participate in a gender equality program. They just won't do it. They're yeah, not They're not interested yeah. in that. And you, you almost can't blame them. Like, they wouldn't understand at that age why it's important. Mm. But if you can say to them, there's a football tournament on Saturday, then chances are you actually get them in. You're mm. more likely to get them in. And then once they're in, you can actually start at this tournament where they say participate with girls and the games can be structured so they have conversations with girls and then there can be other social development programs on top of that mm. um, that build further conversations and friendships. And so this, get this message into the community using football as, as a vehicle for that. Yeah. So that's, oh. that's the idea. Yeah. This interview has just turned. Like, onto me. And what's your next question for me, Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's enough about me. I want to um, talk about your previous, like, I, I just, I'm going to pick you up on it. What was the... No, no, no. Can we just... Fred, I know what you're going to try to pick her up on. You're going to try you? to pick up on the record label yes. contract, walking away. That sounds interesting. It sounds like an interesting but thing to, to talk let's about. Just, let's just keep some sort of cohesive structure you, oh, you broke the cohesive structure when ja- you talked about your life for five minutes. Jackie asked me a question <laughs> and I gave an answer. <laughs> All right, let's go. No, no. Let's, <laughs> let's at least finish up talking about this album. So it's all recorded. All the videos are now shot as well. Not much actually. They're all the ones that I th- I felt I could afford are done. It's also like actually this this is also like a strategy since I knew I didn't have a label. So you uh, you always need to plan things, you know, because you you're gonna need a lot of help from friends, you know, and yeah. friends doing stuff for free and do, friends doing you favors, you know. So um, that's also like actually the whole idea behind the whole me trying to be like well prepared, you know, because I'm like. I like visual stuff, you know, I like, um, and I find it kind of sad when I can't do visual stuff because yeah. I'm broke, Yeah. you know, so that's a bit frustrating because I usually have also very expensive ideas and I'm like, I want this, I want that and like, you know. Yeah, and explosions, then like, helicopters, <laughs> no, not really special effects. Kind of stuff. I kind of, <laughs> no, I'm not really the special effects person, but I kind of like tend to be like, I need this costume. I yeah, need like this. fancy, cool, cool locations, cool costumes. Cool locations, you know, cool costumes, yeah. visual presence, and this kind of stuff, and this color, and this tone, and this, that, that, that. Um, and it's nothing very, um, usually not planned, but I'm, I, I'm just, apparently I'm this kind of person who, I never have the money to, <laughs> to execute it. And I'm also like really fascinated by the, how you can make things work with as little money as possible. Right. Because usually that's the stuff that turns out really good. Because it's because it's an added constraint, right? Like because it's this added. You put an added constraint there, and then you sort of max out the creativity yeah. by having to work around the constraint. And usually you're working with your friends, then you know, which means right. that it's more fun and it, and it's making everything much more. You're not just paying somebody to do something for you and be like, "Bye, my hours are done." I'm yeah. out. You know, it's it's like um, it's like a relationship you kind of work with people on and. 
And so nowadays I'm like, I want to work with my friends that are creative. I've, I'm, I kind of go to the playground and I'm like, oh, that mama is, is doing this, that mama is doing that, that mama is doing that. Cool, let's do stuff mm. together, you know? Because we are like really bored sometimes in the playground. We're like... Sitting yeah, around. Yeah, once again, here we are, you know? So I'm, I'm, I try to... Um, I'm, I've become really good at like being effective with time and like I optimize everything like hardcore. Right. But okay, um, so the way that most artists seem to make money these days is by going on tour. And you're a mama now. You have kids now. I'm living how, on Sunday. How do you, you're living on? You're living this Sunday. <laughs> I'm living on Sunday. I'm going to Lauterburg on Sunday. Then I go to Sweden. Wait, you're going where? Lauterburg. It's on the on the border to France. So okay, and then wait. The, the like it's, it's in Germany. Yeah, it's Germany, Germany, wow. France. Never heard of it. It's like on, right on the border to to, to France. I think it's like on the French side, but right. it's German, but oh, okay. it's French. Do, but does, yeah, does it, it become does it become more difficult to go on these tours and make money through touring when you've also got kids that you want to be looking after? Emotionally, not huh? really. Uh, I, I I can go. It's it's okay. You know, I'm like I'm not I'm. I'm it just gets harder because you're not that attractive anymore in the market. You know, you, you're not like this sexy young girl you know doing concerts anymore do, but, so, do you, but do you want to be that um I, I never, i'm gonna move this microphone over by the way it was really never my interest to um i'm a musician first time you know that that's that's where like my focus always has been and uh, everything else comes after that um but yeah you want people to be interested in what you're doing you know you but want do, the promoters. how do you how do you feel it that say what like how, how can you like physically or like tangibly sort of feel that you're not as attractive to them as like do bookers just not reply as much anymore or do people tell you hey we want someone mid-20s for the main stage like no how people does it work? no they don't tell you but they just don't book you <laughs> you know they really they just don't book you anymore like that um and also the question of course that that i've been receiving like what have you been doing the last years You know, and I'm like, I've been kind of bringing up the next generation. Thank yeah. you. Mm. Um, yes. So, so I think it's gonna be my my battlefield at the moment. The the um, I don't know, not even a battlefield. I'm like, whatever. You know, I'm good. I'm, the thing is, it's about knowing what you're good at. You know, mm. and I think the faster you you realize what you're good at, the better for yourself. You know, then then people really don't question that anymore. But if um my thing is a bit like you know you see all the guys uh in their 30s in the 40s doing the career thing getting the good job getting the good profiling and all the women are gone you know yeah. like the women were already gone before they got the babies now they're really gone you know mm. um and then they have to come back when they're like 50 and <clears throat> and then they become the legends right you know um and for me it's 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 um so back to your question if 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 it gets harder when I get the kids, um, emotionally, no. Actually, because I've been spending the last, let's say usually like I'm spending the last, the, the first two years, like strictly at home, right? I'm not living. I'm home. I'm home with the kids. So This is, you, You've had two kids within the <coughs> last two, two years? I have two. I have a five-year-old. Yeah. I, I had the five-year-old and then I released the album, the last album. Um, that, must was, have been, that must have been pretty much straight after. Your last album mm, was 2013, yeah? Yeah, good now. Mm, and she was actually like one and a half when I started living. Um, so um, I've kind of sorry I'm chewing with well. That's um, fine. <laughs> <laughs> We shouldn't have bought olives that had hips in them, Fred. <laughs> Not my fault. Mm -mm, mm, 
what happens is that it's very, um, you know, before I got the kids, I was already in deep, you know, in the music thing. So kids for me is just like life. It's part of life. You know, you get them. They channel through you. You help them figure out their life. You kind of try to make everything good for them. But then you, I got to live my life. You know, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like be a mom at home and, and for me it doesn't work, you know. Um, and some people do that really good. I have friends that do this like 24 hours. The mama's in the park. <clears throat> the mama's in the park. They, they get they get the babies. They raise the babies. They take care of the babies. They do everything for them, and, which is beautiful. But I'm like, you also need artists, you know, to make the music. So I, I, I'm... Yeah, our listeners can't see you raising your hand there, but yeah, I completely agree with the sentiment. And what about what about the kids themselves? Are they have they become an inspiration for some of the music that you've been making? Do you yeah, do you feel yeah, like having kids? Maybe this is a cliche question. If you get asked yeah. this all the time, you can just ignore it. But is has having kids changed your sort of like what influences or inspires you when you sit down in the studio to create something? I ignore that. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. I mean, the older one has a song made after her, and, and uh, it's called Zola's Dance. Her name is Zola. She has one of the most beautiful names in the world. And um, what, and where, where did that name come from? It came from a, um, when I was five months pregnant. I went to a Greenberg therapy. I test session. I have no idea what that is. I do yeah, not either. Esoteric stuff. Oh, okay. Um, that women kind of love. Um, what did you say? Green bug? Green bug. It's some kind okay. of therapy. Actually, I tried it only one time. I never tried it after that. Um, <clears throat> this girl was like, come for a test. And I was like, okay. I went for a try on. And then she was like checking my body, like my system. Are you in balance? Are you not out of balance? And, um, and then... Um, <clears throat> Then I dreamt about Zola, and then she, this girl was telling me stuff at this this therapy that uh, I was dreaming about in the night. Then I was dreaming about Zola, um, and then I was waking up and googling what's the meaning of this name. I was like that. Wait, you woke up and you just had the name Zola in the at the back. Yeah, of I had head. Zola, and no, actually I had Zola and Lola in the Zola dream, but Lola. I was like Lola and already. Yeah, it's been, it's been know, done. But Zola, exactly, it's yeah. been done. And I was like Zola. Mm, I was checking it out. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, that's that's it's actually a real name, you know. And I was like. You know, then you have like the, the, the French author, you know, um, and then you have, um, it's South African and it means earth and it means tranquil and it's, uh, it's a very earthy name. Right. Um, <clears throat> but then I also realized that there is a Zola Jesus who's an indie, indie princess. She's like major. She's like really beautiful. I haven't had her music, but she's huge. Okay. I think she's like Russian or something like this. Zola Jesus is our artist name. We will, we will look her up. <laughs> you don't look know her, her up, yeah. Zol, um, Zola Jesus. Zola Jesus is her name. A, a it's a free a t- plug for that music. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have a random ass music. Hey, but it's a, a damn artist name. It's like you just never forget the name. So, so it's, it's um, um, and then of course after the French author Emile Zola and, and this kind of people. So I think um, it was a cool name to give her and it fits her. It's, it's her personality. Like, um, But anyway, so there is a song by her, started by her, and uh, initiated by her. And um, What do you mean initiated? <coughs> initiated by just played, your feelings towards her? Or? No, because she played the first chords of the song. And she was like... Oh, 
Wow. And then I was like, He already has more musical talent than Fred. Yeah, well, it's not that difficult, is it? <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. So, but yeah, so. And then the, your second, uh, your second daughter, she no, hasn't, she hasn't earned her song yet. Not yet. Pippa, Pippa's just, um, Pippa. yeah, she's earning my wrath. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay you want to ask your question, Fred? <coughs> no, but we've gotten into all this like lovey-dovey, like mm, beautiful okay. territory, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. like. Now I'm gonna ask like questions about like about being thrown about, out about like mean spirited <laughs> shit that happened about like bad karma shit or something. Can, can I can I just confirm first to myself? Your first album was self released. Yeah, like and this one that's coming. Like up. Like this one that's coming yeah. up, but and that was your first was. Did I do my research right? Two thousand and six. I want to say six. Yeah. Six? Oh my god! Nailed it. Sorry. <laughs> First was 2006. This was obviously. You guys obviously, are sitting over like empty paper and this like, was, <laughs> you've, been, you've been doing right, okay. All up here. Yeah. Um, this one's obviously 2017. Yeah. All of the albums in the middle were through a record label, is that right? The first and the second was self. Um, and then the the rest, <clears throat> the rest were through the label, yeah. Okay. And so now it's back to self, and mm-hmm. Fred seems keen I'm to... I'm keen on asking what happened. Why. Because you said it in a, like, I don't know, in a, almost like a spiteful way. I'm guessing some, like something, like, what was, what's your relationship with your former record label? He's looking for the drama now. <laughs> of course he I am. Not so juice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it will it really be such a boring thing, but I really don't have a bad relationship with them. The thing mm. is, like, they're really cool guys. Nobody's... My old label was, like, an indie label. They were, like, right. small, and they were, like, I don't know, four guys sitting in the office, you know, yeah. but getting a lot of things done. Not making really much money. Um, <clears throat> and then they decided to to just, you know, we other artists were, like, bugging them. They were, like, guys... <laughs> Get your own situation sorted up, you know, and um, and, and they're really nice guys. They're really cool guys, and uh, Patrick is actually still helping out quite a lot in the. Um, he's one of the guys in the from back this, office. From yeah, this exactly, because he's he's the, he's one of the few guys I really trust in the music industry. You know, right. he'll like he'll tell you straight up, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, and you probably don't agree with him most of the time. But he's like really honest. You know, he's like a really yeah. honest guy, and um and. And this I have a lot of respect for, you know. So um, <clears throat> I totally understand that they were like, guys, hey, we got family to feed because everybody's like growing up and getting babies and their wives are pressuring, hey. <laughs> me make you know, money. The money, exactly, yeah. music, but we need the money. And um, um, so, so for me it was fine. And actually I like getting in this situation once again because... <clears throat> I was totally stressed out the album before um before this one, the fly high that's coming, that I, I I just couldn't have any much input anymore, you know, in the creative process and that was bugging me. Um so I was really happy because the, the 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 moment I they were like Jackie, sorry, I was like I was reading the email, I was like, that's pretty cool because now I can actually do everything I wanna do. You know? So, okay. So it's like almost like almost liberating in a way. Probably like a little you know, the thing scary is like or harrowing, but yeah, it's it's you can no. The thing is also that because, since I have the Black Alicious album in the back head, I'm not that scared anymore about like releasing albums because I know the system, right? I've like I already done it before. That, that was your first album, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the first one. So I'm like I already done it before. It's not the end of the world, right? You know, um, <clears throat> if I didn't have this album, I probably wouldn't have done this album. 
Right, because you now you know what goes into sort of I kind of producing have an idea. and distributing it, exactly. and you'd think it would have gotten easier since then, wouldn't it? Like more digital and like less sort of to like distribute an album to bring an album out, or is that just I think it's my harder. harder, it's harder, yeah. It's if harder you, because wait, wait, you think it's harder to <clears throat> self-release an album now than it was ten years ago? Yeah, because you have so many channels. You know, you have like SoundCloud, you have Spotify, yeah, okay. you have this channel, you have that channel, and you have to choose which medium is working for your for, for your music. You know, because um, f- I'm, for example, like really split because I'm like I hate Facebook, but I need Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This is an ongoing <laughs> theme with everyone <laughs> like, that we talk to. <laughs> you know, and, and that's of course like. Um, you know, finding these places that kind of make you happy, um, that's a bit of the challenge at the moment. Because it's like, um, <clears throat> one thing, for example, I kind of realized is, um, maybe this is not so interesting for you guys, because you're guys, but I have like these situations where um, you have a deadline, right? And then I'm writing my PMS, PMS week, um, which means that I'm not really thinking yeah. straight, yeah? Um so it's, <laughs> this is the worst nightmare of my life, <laughs> you know. This is like seriously, it's the toughest shit you can ever put a woman through. And I'm like, why isn't anybody telling us about this stuff in school? Oh, why doesn't yeah. anybody tell uh, you? And I'm like, I hate it. And I'm fighting with everybody that's like, Jackie, you need to be online. I'm like, but I hate the world. I hate everybody. I hate you too, you know. <laughs> And they're like, hey, sorry, we have a deal. We have a deadline. Everybody's waiting for you to post, you know, yeah. like, fuck. You know, so, um, um, so I totally understand this guy. And this is just for me, like, a week. The rest, the rest yeah. few weeks I could deal with, you know, because yeah. I've be- slowly trying to become friends with this medium, social media. But as an artist, it's not your job, you know. You, you're just supposed to be making music, you know. That's yeah. what your head is, you know. It's... Um, it's a tough thing to be like an artist and be like there smiling and you know it is such a split personality um situation i think what's the um, so what what do you think is the underlying like the when, when you sort of think about it, your main drive there when you're crafting this album are you like i want people to listen to this and get it or i want to like prove to myself that i can try an entirely new style or i want to uh, impress the musicians that will get to play with me like what's the Sort of what's your own when you like think about it, how, like what's your like main drive? I want to impress drive? myself. Yourself? I really want to impress myself. I think I, I, I'm, I want to, um, um, I kind of push myself. You know, I'm like vocally, yeah. it's like, okay, now you're putting it there or you're putting it there, you know? So there is easy for me, there's slightly harder for me. Meaning that I kind of need to stay fit, I need to go jogging, I need to go to stop smoking too much and, and not drink too much alcohol, whatever, before the concerts and ABCs. Because I'm I'm putting pressure on myself to keep this high le- higher level of 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 <clears throat> execution, right? Yeah. Um but I'm also writing about emotions. So I'm writing emotions that I should stop lying to myself, I should stop like camouflaging, like hiding like baking the emotion into some kind of uh, folie, yeah. you know, and try to just put it out there and deal with it, you know, because that's the only way it's going to hit you and it's going to hit you and it's going to hit you, uh, the listener, right? right. Um, so this is, this I've been like really battling with quite a lot, like through my whole music world, like 
time of writing songs i'd be like oh god no people are gonna then understand and then they're gonna judge me and then they're gonna have opinions so you don't like um, so it's difficult to be like like to put out your real raw emotion because you make yourself vulnerable yeah you do like and by then exposing all of that and then you always have to talk about it in interviews you know so this time i'm like <laughs> writing this one, you so, know this. so tell us about your vulnerabilities <laughs> exactly you know um now, so i'm trying to kind of be okay with it and because I mean, but isn't that where it becomes art? Like, isn't that the whole point of it? Like, that's the whole point. That is the that's whole the, point of it. That when it it's the like truly heartfelt vulnerabilities, yeah, 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 totally. laying them out there, totally. But there's a price to pay for the artist, also, usually, you know, right? Um, and no, you need but to can I can I just interject there quickly? It, it seems to me like it feels like there's a price to pay for the artist because you're putting it all on the line, yeah. But, You must know from the artists that you idolize. I certainly know from the artists that I idolize. When you feel like this raw, honest emotion is coming through, you, you love them. Your more. overwhelming emotion is yeah, like love or respect, yeah. or you yeah. think of these. Yeah. You, totally. you think of the most vulnerable artists as the most courageous ones. Yeah, like yeah. that ability to put it all on the line, to lay out all your insecurities and fears and anxieties. Yeah, that that takes something. You know, that takes something that. We don't necessarily have as podcast hosts. <laughs> yeah, but that, and that's why we love all these artists because they actually give us the guts to be like, okay, I'm still alive because of you, you know, because you actually showed me that that and that and that. Yeah, you know, um, but but not every artist is brave, you know. Like we, we are not meant to be that brave either, you know. You it needs a certain personality and, and a certain um, star alignment. You know, yeah, the right like there are, there are, there the right are like bringing. There are there are like non-brave artists that you don't expect to be brave, and whose fans don't expect them to be brave. Like I don't know, One Direction, anything pop. No, yeah, no, no, no one. You know what? <laughs> the babies, you know, but okay. No, no one like, is expecting One Direction to be brave, and they're not doing anything wrong by not being brave. But but they're still babies though, so they have like a whole brand. Or yeah, something. yeah, exactly. They they just have a brand that mm. isn't a vulnerable, courageous brand, which is mm. fine. I'm not even criticizing mm. them. But for the rest of you, you mm -hmm. know, I think it's something that's probably worth aspiring to. And and um, definitely, you keep, you're you right. To keep going for the olives that have the pips in them. Yeah, but two different I, kinds no, because of I love brown olives. That's why. It's uh, the olives. That's want, okay. It's do you right. want some olives for it? I'm good. Like I'm, I'll, 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 <laughs> when I want some olives, I'll, I'll take some olives. Thank you. Okay, well, they're out of reach for um, you, so I just thought I'd be polite. We've totally lost track. <laughs> we're talking about courage. <laughs> yeah, we're and you're right. I think courage is a, is a really important thing, and that's also why I'm, I'm 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 trying to be very courageous with this album because I'm I, I realize I'm pushing. I mean, we'll know the answers in one year if it worked or if it right. didn't work. Um, because there's stuff on this album that's gonna like really demand a lot of courage from me, you know, to towards the media and towards like the mass, because uh, one or the other person will crack. The chord on this or that song and be like huh so tell me about this song you know is there so a teaser is there a, is yeah there a yes can we, can we move? yes there is yes there is yes there is but i can't talk about it here because you haven't listened to the album oh we can't, we can't <laughs> listen to it but can we move i'm liking the points that you're making here but can we try to move a little bit from the abstract or theoretical to the specific? Just ask the question then. Do you want some more red wine? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, want, please. Yeah. Do you yeah. want some red wine? I'm me? good. I have my beer. Thank oh, you. Oh, oh, that's red wine. The, the red one is the right there. there oh, okay. no need to get up. Well, oh, you need a glass. I'm gonna get some. 
The glasses are at the other side. Um, you should know this by now. <laughs> we need to ask because, like, you're talking about that in an in an abstract way. They'll be, let's say, controversial or like hard hitting or, you know, c courage. Thank you. Requiring sort of yeah. topics, but like, can you give us a little bit of like a hint in terms of specificity? What sort of topics you'll? It's about child abuse. Yeah. And more than that, I really won't go further. Okay. Yeah. Because then we need like the whole night. <laughs> so. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's exactly. a tough one. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, we don't need to go into it, but this exactly. is a this is a message that you've wanted to get out there for a while. I thought you said we're not going to get into it. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think it's 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 definitely yeah, and it's um. Maybe it's also like the drive that kind of um, keeps me going because, you know, the moment you as an artist feel like you haven't had, uh, you haven't said everything that you need to say, you mm. probably are going to keep going, you know, until you're like, okay, now I've like emptied everything. And um, and so, so this also becomes, this starts bugging me. The more I'm like, Jackie, you, you need to get this shit out of your system. Mm. It, the older I grow and the more music I make, the more it bugs me. I'm like, you still having? So, so yeah. actually, on on the on the on the um, making of this album, I was that was also the creative process where I was like, no, you haven't written the last song yet. Mm. You haven't written the last song yet. Mm. You haven't written. That so the moment like I write all these songs and and it was it, it's like a puzzle that is um, that needs to be really you know whole. Yeah. Um, and the moment I wrote the last song, I knew I'd written the last song, you know. Um, but, but shit like that is, is, is very, that's what I said. It's like there's always like a price to pay and, and mm. you have to be ready to deal with it, you know, as an artist. Because when, when stuff like that comes out, then you're like, okay, I can talk about it now, you know, or I can, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But if I write a song about, stuff like that then i'm like i should be ready to talk about it because somebody's gonna be like you know yeah uh, just don't ask me my pms week because then i'll be like just crying well i'm glad we caught you on the right week <laughs> uh, exactly you guys got me on the right week um but yeah it's it's very i mean it's 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 a very um uh, it, the process is a cool process every artist should actually like completely once in their lifetime take charge of an album production and it's it's actually has to be the coolest album ever done to be honest it's like i don't know if i'll ever do an album as good as this musically content wise visually it's the best album i've ever done does it have a release date yet in next week The the album hasn't released out of next week. Yeah. Oh, it's almost a shame because I would so want to drop this interview before <laughs> the album. But we're not going to make that. Unless Andrew works through the weekend and we release this episode And he first. doesn't want to work because the weather's nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to also work through the weekend on the other seven podcasts that I haven't He edits them. I just sit around and like pretend to do marketing things. Like, you yeah. sit around and fucking yell at me for not having edited them yet. <laughs> Fred's job. It's not untrue. <laughs> That's love. Yeah. Here's what it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. So should we, do you, do you want to talk about your time in Sweden at all? Your time in Uganda at all? Have you been asked that too often? 
We can talk about it. I mean, it's 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 part of my whole artist development and 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 life actually. I mean, you you okay? Yeah, yeah. You you got into music or you started playing music. In Uganda, is that right? Or you didn't no, get into no, till no. Sweden? No, Sweden. Hey, Uganda is like a different culture. It's a very different culture. Uganda is like a culture where, um, I mean, I grew up uh, in this in church. I grew up with the Seventh-day Adventists, like hardcore, like strict, strict, yeah. very strict, conservative mama. Uh, and no sex, no alcohol, no singing, everything that doesn't have to do with Jesus or God or stuff like that, you know? Mm. And so it's a very so Sweden was totally liberating for me. So you actually had a, a childhood in Uganda that not only did you not pursue music, you know, not mm. only did you, did you not. Find I was still I was still a kid, so of course I wasn't thinking like. Oh, no, no, of course not. Like, like, every like, every other you, artist we've had on here was like, oh, so when did you get into music? It's like, oh, you know, when I was four, I started like like. <laughs> which is true, <laughs> also. Which is true. I mean, because when I was four, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When I was five, I was like, you know, I, this age, I'm looking at myself because I, now I see my daughter because Zola is five, you know, so I'm like, okay, now I totally understand, you know, because this is where you start creating your, your personality because yeah? she's like standing in the mirror and looking at herself and I was doing that shit. Um, and I was thinking, ah, this is how you look and this is, and I was interested, I, I mean, the, I was I knew that I was not the ordinary kid. Right. I knew that already, to be honest. But um, you weren't exposed. What were you like, thirteen or so, when you moved to Sweden? Mm. And you weren't exposed to much music over those first thirteen years. Church. Just church, and that's the church and boarding school. Wow. wow. Yeah, and yeah. so you arrived in Sweden, and you were just like <laughs> <laughs> mind blown. I sucked everything in. I came to Sweden. Yeah. I was like, "What? This is cool." And like, like, Sweden isn't even that like liberal or crazy wild a country in European it's terms. It's not wild, but it's 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 if you're coming from Uganda, it's like a huge contrast. Now, right, the first yeah, thing is like yeah. I'm getting because we had I had to go through with Airflot, this Russian. I don't know if it still exists. A- Airflot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still this around. one, um, and this was like the the. the because we came with the UNHCR, um, uh, this as refugees, yeah, no, exactly as refugees in this this whole process. So I'm like, I'm flying, and then I'm like, going from there to Russia, and I'm like, okay. So the first thing I'm thinking is, <laughs> uh, it's it's always like this 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 picture is just like mashed in my yeah. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, so this is how the people look like who don't live in Africa. Okay, the women don't have asses, you know. And, <laughs> And this was like so, so like where are the butts? You know the butts are not there. You know. Um, I'm sorry. And then and then they were eating like half cooked, half boiled eggs. You know the because um, in Uganda, like I'm just used to hard boiled eggs. You know. I, oh okay. Half half boiled is not really. I'm not a fan, but like it's a thing. Thank you. Um. So this was for these two. These two issues were like okay, okay. That's Europe. And I went to Sweden, and Sweden was like, it's clean Wait. on the ground, yeah. and there's no trash. It's a fucking around. socialist and, utopia. Um, yeah, I mean, now you're probably, I mean, I was 13, eh? I was 13, and, and um, but, but I loved it. I really loved, and I really will always be, like, thankful for Sweden for this. Because it really got me out of my skin. No, no, it helped me put the base for getting out of my skin. When I came to Berlin, I It, really it helped you put skin. what, sorry? Help me put the base 
Yeah, forget for getting out of your skin. Exactly, because that happened first when I got to Berlin. You know, and before that, I was still playing it safe. Um, well, you know, this podcast is called In Berlin, and the premise is talking to interesting people <laughs> from Berlin about Berlin. So maybe you could reflect quickly <laughs> also on your first experiences in Berlin. Why did you decide to come here? Where did you live when you came here? You told us before, was it off air? I kind of remember that you spent seven months or so in Germany before you decided you even necessarily wanted to live in Germany. So. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was, I spent seven months after moving here and I was like, first and I, I was like, I kind of like the sound of the language. Oh, this was, yeah, this was a seven month record. Yeah, the seven month thing. Uh, Berlin was totally random, spontaneous, random. Um, I would never even thought about coming to Germany for status. Um, and then I was, I'd recorded the album in Cologne. Um, and then it was being mixed by a guy called George. Um, in He lives in Neukölln nowadays. Um he was, I think he was doing the Seed albums, the first. He, oh, he produced Seed? Like, the first ones. The first, okay, no, he was mixing. Or I don't mixing. I don't know if he was producing, but I, um, he was definitely mixing. Okay. And Let's not give him too much credit, but like Seed is I'm not really band. sure who was producing them, but, <laughs> right. but he was he was really doing the first albums and right. stuff. Um, so he was like working on the Cuckoo Girl album. Cool. So that's how I got, I was like, okay, we'll go to Berlin and then we'll get the album work. And so I was here for like two weeks and it was like, cool city. It's a mm-hmm. lot of multiculti vibe here. I kind of like it because I don't have this in Sweden, you know. Right. And, um, so I, and I'd just broken up with my boyfriend um, in Sweden. So I was like, and I would never get an apartment in Sweden, you know. Um, get an apartment in Sweden as in like buy. As a contract, you know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, I have a friend. You buy like you buy from the government in like a hundred year contract or some, yeah, yeah. some weird shit. You lease, you lease, you lease. You never own so it. It's so strange. It's like they have I'm this sure system, reason, socialist it's just, system. I yeah, guess. it's I very know. socialist. And it's like, very I, socialist. I, I thought it was kind of weird. But um, but I was like, I will never get an apartment anywhere. I'll never get a first-hand contract. And um, let me try my luck in Berlin. If I get one, then I move. Then it's a sign. And then these guys <coughs> in Wrangelstrasse who had an apartment were like, um, yeah, you want to have the apartment? It should be here on Monday, the 4th of April, 12 o'clock. If you come after, I give it to somebody else. Cool. That, that was works. a good push. That was a super cool push. So, of course, I was like, let's get in the Sprinter pack, all the stuff that were already packed anyway. Because <clears throat> I was living with a friend then in Sweden. And um, and then I came to Berlin. And then I, I like, moved to Rangelkeets. Yeah. And that was totally not planned either. I was just like, okay, this is where I got the apartment. Yeah. This is where I am. It's not, not, a bad, not a bad area. But you can like, walk outside and go to a nice little coffee shop exactly, and get a 2 euro seventy exactly. cappuccino. You know, and you meet your Turkish neighbor. <laughs> and, and I mean, like, my, 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 my house is just how many Germans live there. Let me see. Okay, we have these guys upstairs. They're from Frankfurt. And then we have, and then we have the Turkish downstairs. And then we have this old Turkish lady. So it's just like really mixed. And we have this like almost blind one who's sitting always waiting for you to carry her stuff up. Cause, wait, wait, hold on. You're talking about your apartment block? or in Yeah, your exactly, exactly. My, my, <laughs> no, no, my, my, <laughs> no, my apartment block. Do you live block, in no. some no, artistic no, no. commune with 100 <laughs> exactly. people? Exactly, in Kreuzberg. Like no, but, no, but okay, this is, this is actually worth commenting on quickly anyway. Even the fact um, that you know your neighbours, I think, is a uh, testament to the community in Kreuzberg. I live in Mitter. Yeah. I couldn't name a single neighbor other than my next door neighbor in terms of their name. And that's just because they take your parcels for you. I have no, no, my next, (laughs) my my, my next door neighbor I know and I get along well as well. I get along with well. 
Everybody else in my building is a complete stranger to me. It is, it is yeah. a completely different Which culture. Which is sad, actually. Even that little bit further away. It's, yeah. it's, it's completely sad, yeah. It's very sad, you know what I mean? Like, we have we have this neighbor downstairs, and she's from Australia, and um, Shannon, and... Um, and she's, we were like talking about this last week and she's like, it's so good to be back and like meet somebody directly that you know, that you can talk to your neighbor and blah, blah. And our house is a bit like this. You know, we have like the Kita downstairs and they're like hardcore, you know, like we have this, this Nina who's like, the kids is the number one priority, you know, and she's like fighting for everything and she's like bringing in like refugee kids. Of course, we have to to get like two extra spaces for refugee kids so they can study and da, 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 you know, and she's, she's. People like this kind of inspire you, you know, because I I watch her when she's like in action, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, that's pretty cool, you know, what you're doing because she's like, so she's writing the emails like when this whole crisis was coming up of, of the refugees coming everywhere and they were like, every place was, every school was full. So she's like, so parents, we're gonna meet on the weekend and then we're gonna like bring in some refugee kids and then the parents and then we're gonna cook and then we're gonna have a good time. And of course the parents were like, yeah, good idea. And then the weekends came and everything was scared because it was like war zone, yeah? Because these kids are coming yeah. from war. So they're like playing war, you know? And we are like, <laughs> shit, I'm tired, <laughs> you know? <laughs> This is uh, my PMS week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think I need to stay at home. I'm not good for life, you know. But um, but but what, what I really respect about people with this kind of energy is that it reminds you very much of the Kreuzberg that you so much adored when you moved here, you know, before you, like, kind of became blind to what's happening around. Um, and, and for me... That kind of energizes me having people like this in the kids in the area, you know. We're, ne- we're nearing now, Jackie, the end of the podcast, and we usually like to end on a big question. But before we get oh to my that, God. we don't really have. I don't, I don't even yeah. know what that question's going to be. We already had like all of the. Fred, language. you can think up a good big question. I've just got a more practical question that I'm really interested in. Given you speak what five, six languages, and given that you're living in Germany now, but German is like your fifth language. What language do you speak with your kids? Swedish, wow. and English. You know, but like. But they, but they, or Zola at least is going to a German school. Yeah. Okay, so you it's going to be Swedish so confusing <laughs> for like everyone else when they're like media kids and they're like obviously like not white <laughs> in Germany and then they're like, so what's your first language? And they go Swedish. Swedish exactly. She says like, it's it's funny because because there's one thing that Zola is like when I'm kind of like uh, getting being the angry mama, she goes like, Mama, can you say that in Swedish, please, so that not everybody understands. For starters, and then the second is more that she's wait. So like, not everybody understands yeah, that, that you're that angry I'm, with that her. I'm, that I'm angry with her. That I'm, I'm like embarrassing her. And then um, the other thing is actually that uh, she goes like, "Yeah, I, I'm actually German. I'm Ugandan. I'm Swedish. Uh, she has a Swedish passport. I'm like, you're actually not Swedish. <laughs> yeah. I have a Swedish passport, but yeah, it's totally confusing actually. But her cousins, my brother, my brother lives there, and her cousins live there. Some. The way I look at it is like it's the next generation and it's their thing and they need to communicate yeah. with each other. So um, so Swedish... And, and the big cousin from Sweden is studying German now, the 13-year-old. She starts German so that she can come and visit her German cousins and speak German to them. And So we're doing this kind of exchange. And they could just be European together. Exactly, yeah. you know, the mixed generation. Yeah. Wouldn't that, wasn't that a great dream? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry uh-huh. <laughs> to bring down the mood in. 
Are you, yeah. you got your big question? To I have that? absolutely no big question. <laughs> I just no, like I don't. I just don't. I think do you, you, you want to end the conversation, Jackie, with maybe a call to action for the listeners, where they can find you online, where they can find your new album, where they can see you in Europe. Any <clears throat> other words of wisdom or philosophy that you want to pass on? I don't believe in words of wisdom and stuff. People don't, I, I mean, uh, I, I kind of don't like the preaching thing. I'm like, people need to figure shit for, for themselves. And um, That's good philosophy. No, I think, I think everybody in their own time, you know, that, that's the way I look at it. It's like, um, just, be, just be nice to each other. That's, that's, that's a pretty good start. <laughs> that's a wonderful I note think. to end on. Your album will already have dropped by the time we release this podcast. Probably like a month in the past now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still pretty fresh and funky to listen to. it's fresh and super funky and everyone should listen to it. We haven't even listened to it, but it'll be Jackie's best album to date, I think. She said yeah. herself. So. Yeah. And um, it'll be like everywhere, like, I guess. Available Spotify. It's it's going to be... I mean, we're going to have it on... We're going to have the videos on my YouTube channel. I just right. like... That that was also the thing of like kind of taking charge, like putting up your own YouTube channel and trusting that people are gonna be like, yeah, you know, subscribing to it and stuff like that. Uh, but it's gonna be on the visual stuff on you on my YouTube channel. I'm on Instagram J A Q double E. That's I think the most important thing to think about. Cool. You put it in Google and then stuff. People will find you. Yeah, yeah. We've seen that for ourselves. And Fred, I'm <laughs> glad you brought this up and directed everyone to what's going on and where you can find Jackie. At the same time, I like the note that you already ended on, which is just for everyone to get along. Yeah. yeah. It's Good easy. advice for the world right now and yeah. a really nice note to close out the podcast. So thanks again, Jackie, for coming on. That was fun. Thank Wasn't you so it? much for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. Yes, Fred. Do you reckon we should get along? Should we get along, you and me? Yeah. Do you think it's good for us to have a you know human relationship where we get along? I think we do get along, Fred, and I'm interested to know where you're going with this. Because I feel that one thing you could do to foster our bond would be to go to iTunes and um, select the Inberlin podcast and finally leave a rating. Me? Yeah. I've already done ha it. No, you haven't. I've rated us. Well, you could log into us, a different I gave, I gave us, country's I think app it was store. either three or four stars and I said decent podcast, but the hosts think they're funnier than what they actually are. <laughs> I did. It's true. It's true. It's, it's indisputable. Anyway, Go open your podcast app if you enjoyed this episode. Find the In Berlin podcast and give it a rating. And maybe if you're feeling like it, leave a review. That'd be nice. Thank you. <laughs>